1: Well, seen by some as a viable, cheap and fun urban transport solution, Lime electric scooters got taken off the streets of Auckland and Dunedin last week over safety concerns about their brakes. Here's a story about e-scooters from the Washington Post's daily news podcast, Post Reports. In it, host Martin Powers speaks to technology reporter Peter Holly, who started looking into the operations of some of the big US e-scooter businesses. Outfits like Bird... Spin, Skip, and Lime.
2: I ride them every day. I almost have like an unnatural obsession with finding them. It's like a nervous tick almost.
1: For him,
0: it's way faster than waiting for the subway and way cheaper than an Uber.
2: And then I got an email a couple months into riding them, maybe two months into riding them.
0: Who who sent you this email?
2: Uh, Skip, one of the major companies based out of San Francisco.
0: And it was one of those form emails that you usually ignore about the user agreement and the terms of service. Skip is growing and expanding.
2: So we're updating our terms of service, our privacy policy, and our release. We've also added a class action waiver, which precludes class action.
0: What does that tell you?
2: I think, well, actually what it told me was that they were changing their terms of service. They, They had terms of service that allowed you to file a lawsuit, but then suddenly they decided to change them. And so that just made me curious. Like, why would you change so that I couldn't file a lawsuit? So I read the The small print was like, that's unusual. Like, why would you change terms of service several months into the product being on the street? That got me curious. And then I began to wonder, well, maybe it's because of injuries.
0: Like maybe these companies have started worrying about getting sued by people who've gotten hurt while riding. And Peter starts looking for reports of serious scooter injuries.
2: And they were everywhere. And the injuries were really bad. There were severe injuries, like people landing on their faces, getting knocked out, uh, people having severe long-term head injuries. And so once I had noticed that was going on, then I began calling emergency room doctors and saying, hey, are you guys seeing this as well? And they all were like, yes, uniformly they were seeing this.
0: That was true of ER doctors in San Francisco, L.A., San Diego.
2: Miami, Nashville, D.C., Austin.
0: And they were telling Peter that what they were seeing from e-scooters was very different from what they'd seen when bikes and bike share programs started to get more popular.
2: Actually, they were saying it was worse. It was They were comparing him to moped, motorcycle, and older car accidents because it turns out cars have gotten so much safer that they don't even see injuries on par with what's being produced on scooters on a regular basis.
0: The question is, why? You could blame it on the basic physics of the scooters themselves. Small wheels aren't good at shock absorbing. You're standing up, so it's hard to brace yourself when there's a bump. But that's not the whole story.
2: So let's say you're on a scooter, you're moving quickly, you're doing everything right, but then when you go to press the brake, it doesn't work, and you're moving towards oncoming traffic.
0: Wait, you go to press the brake and it doesn't work?
2: This happens really frequently. Uh, brakes don't work. Accelerators get stuck. I've had this happen to me personally, but I've also interviewed lots of people who've had this happen. Things break down constantly on these things, probably daily. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it it's really common. And if you go on YouTube, you can actually see videos of mechanics discussing how frequently they find scooters with brakes that don't work. I just signed up to be a bird mechanic. A mechanic. The handlebars would be loose. The brakes wouldn't uh, work. Scooters with problems. See how this scooter goes all the way down? That means that the brakes are loose. They don't have the full braking power. And the reason is because the brakes get loosened because people of different weights are using them to go downhill or something and the brakes kind of get loosened and they probably need upkeep every day or so. Who,
0: who is doing this maintenance work and how is that being tracked by the companies?
2: Um, it depends on the company. Most companies rely on an unskilled workforce that they do some training on. Uh, These are like gig economy employees. Oftentimes they're young people or people who don't have jobs otherwise, but they're not highly trained. And I think that's safe to say across the industry. So for Bird, for example, you can go on Craigslist and see ads for them looking for mechanics and they don't require experience and they'll train you using YouTube videos.
0: These are videos that are shared by the company. All right.
2: Today we're going to demonstrate replacing the brake caliper assembly. So you have some guy in his apartment who's never done any kind of mechanic work at all in the past watching YouTube videos, and then he's going to be doing maintenance on your scooter that you're going to be riding to work the next day.
0: So they're literally like, it doesn't really matter if you're a professional mechanic or not. Just like, take our scooters, use this YouTube video, fix them to the best of your ability. We'll give you some money and put it back on the road, and we're not going to test them to make sure that they're working properly.
2: Well, the, the mechanics are supposed to test them, to an extent before they put them back on the road, but there's not but a the lot of... the company account. itself isn't the testing them. The company itself is not testing them. There's not a rigorous testing process. And the same is true in uh, across the industry for for Lime. I think Skip's maintenance program is more robust, but it's safe to say that when you get on a scooter, if it's a Bird or a Lime, you don't really know what you're getting.
0: So you talk to these companies and say, like... Clearly there's an issue here if there are all these documented malfunctions of the e-scooters. What did they have to say?
2: They say that maintenance and safety is is their top priority, which is strange because it doesn't seem like
0: it is. Peter wrote a story about this, about the experiences of injured riders and the concerns from ER doctors and the lack of safeguards to ensure that random freelancers who are doing repairs are actually doing them right. But Peter also knew that He hadn't gotten to the heart of the story. He needed to talk to people on the inside, people who actually worked for these companies. The question was, how was he going to find them? And then he had this idea.
2: I had been doing this thing where at night I would grab the scooters off the street and I would take them to my apartment. And I'd wait until 9 p.m. had passed and I'd put it out on the street. And after a few minutes, you'd hear the, the scooter would start beeping because somebody was looking for it, one of the chargers, or they're, they're known as juicers. So and then a juicer would show up. and then Wait, I would,
0: So you'd be like sitting in like the front room of your apartment, just like waiting for these waiting. people to show up to your house? Yeah, it
2: was like, it was like, when people want to study sharks, they throw chum into the water. So I was just sort of chumming with scooters. And then people would show up chargers, and I'd start conversations with them. And so I knew from that, from those conversations, that these things are really dangerous. Somebody told me, pretty early on. Like, yeah, we have a maintenance department, but it's mostly a bunch of guys sitting around a table smoking pot. But I don't know if that's the best way to be uh, in charge of people's safety.
0: For the record, at the time, a Lime spokesperson told Peter that's not something that happens at this company.
2: So I knew that things were going wrong with the scooters. And then when I was doing the stories, I was waiting for somebody within one of these warehouses to reach out to me to talk. And that's exactly what happened.
0: In October, Peter opens up his email and gets this message.
2: Mr. Holly, I recently read your article on September 6 regarding scooter usage and thought you really hit on something I haven't seen in many stories I've read this summer about scooter danger. I work as a mechanic for Lyme in California. One of the company's scooters started on fire in a warehouse in late August, and had there not been someone there, the whole building probably would have burned down.
0: This person was saying that many of the lithium ion batteries in Lyme scooters were not properly installed and they were prone to suddenly catching on fire.
2: We've been told by management not to say anything to other employees, the landlord, customers, and most importantly, to the juicers.
0: And this person had a whole lot of other information, too, about scooter defects and concerns from Lyme's own staff mechanics. And the fact that riders weren't being informed of any of these problems.
2: We repair these things daily, and they're made of the cheapest parts with no regard to longevity or safety.
0: Most important, this person had evidence. Screenshots from Lime's app. Internal communications. Photos.
2: I have pictures of the burned scooter. There are other employees who may be willing to talk.
0: It was exactly what Peter had been looking for.
2: These are a fire and explosion hazard. Let me know if this story is one you'd like to pursue or if I should inquire elsewhere. Thank you for your time.
0: It took a while for Peter to corroborate everything. He actually flew out to California to meet this guy in person, to check out his company pay stubs and make sure that he was legit. And he used a report from a small fire department near a Lyme warehouse to prove that the scooter fires were real. In the end, Peter was able to publish a story with several big takeaways. Not only were some of Lyme's scooters prone to fire, but the company was aware of it. They were quietly conducting a massive recall, and they weren't telling customers about it until Peter started asking. For what it's worth, Lime blamed the battery defect on the scooter's manufacturer and not on their own maintenance practices. They also said that they removed the scooters out of an abundance of caution. But, quote, at no time were riders or members of the public put at risk.
1: Martine Powers speaking to Peter Holly for Post Reports from The Washington Post. Thanks for listening to the podcast hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcast from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature, and if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. Thanks a lot. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect.
2: I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lea Alec-Murray.
0: And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of.
1: Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts
2: and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.